When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Blockbuster of a deal yesterday for the Phoenix Suns, and they now have a big three and four big contracts at the moment. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Great to welcome in Woj, Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN Senior NBA Insider, joining us on set. We appreciate a few minutes. You are nonstop, and we appreciate it as always. So how did this all come together here the last couple of days? Really, maybe the last week or so, Bradley Beal looking at the landscape in Washington, their new president, Mike Winger, looking at the landscape and realizing there was no pathway to contending uh, in the Eastern Conference with this group. Bradley Beal's about to turn 30 years old, 11 years of his career in Washington. And the agreement always was with Ted Leonsis, their owner, that if he uh, wanted out at some point, that they would accommodate him, and they did. And so with that no-trade clause, which nobody else in the league had negotiated, that certainly gave him control. Him and his agent, Mark Barlstein, gave them control of these proceedings. Uh, In the end for Washington, Getting off that $207 million was not easy. There were not a lot of teams who had an appetite to give back much for it. The best package they were offered, I'm told, was in the place that Bradley Beal most wanted to go in the end. That was Phoenix. They get the deal done in principle yesterday. Okay, so when you look at the Suns, Woj, from a basketball standpoint, how will these three fit together? I think they fit together fine. When you get players like Bradley Beal, who uh, has had to carry such an enormous load in Washington, you know he's going to welcome being able to play with that kind of talent. It's going to free him up. You know, In his best seasons, back a couple years ago, back-to-back 30-point-plus seasons, but the team wasn't winning. They didn't have enough around him. And I think now, especially with three players who have missed time in the last three years, who've missed significant games, you may be a situation where... At some points or many points, there's only two of them on the court. If there are continue to be some injuries, that gets you through the regular season. You hope you're healthy in the playoffs. DeAndre Ayton, certainly um, his size and presence defensively, how that impacts him offensively. He's wanted more touches in this offense. I don't think this trade uh, gets him the ball more, especially with Chris Paul hmm. gone. And then, listen, this is a Phoenix team that can re-sign some of their own players, try to fill out a bench uh, in free agency with a veteran minimum. But the new collective bargaining rules in the NBA, they are going to penalize teams who spend on three, essentially four contracts like this. Uh, they are meant to limit the freedom and flexibility of building out a roster. It's going to be a challenge, but once Matt Ishbia, their owner, went all in with the Kevin Durant trade, everything he gave up, they had to keep going in mm-hmm. to try to win a title in this window. Uh, they are going to be dynamic offensively, if nothing else. Adrian Wojnarowski, of course, ESPN NBA uh, senior insider. Uh, you mentioned the CBA, but 
when I look at the last few years, our teams, I was a little bit surprised by this, but not because it was Matt Ishbia, but more than just when we look at the last several years, it appears that teams that are winning championships and contending for championships are not necessarily of the super team variety. Is that something that people around the league are noticing, or is this strictly a Matt Ishbia, I'm coming in, we got to make this happen? This is largely a Matt Ishbia, I'm coming in, yeah. I'm going to make this happen. That's a good way to put it. Uh, again, once he made the Durant trade, four first-round picks, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, you've gutted your assets. This trade guts the rest of the assets. They have draft assets. And so they were unique in this. And again, once they made the deal for Durant, it made sense to keep going in. But I don't think this is going to be the model around the league. It had been the model in the league. You're going to see teams rely more on the draft and more on building out their rosters. Look at what Denver's doing uh, they make a trade during the NBA Finals to add three more picks in the next two years because they know to replenish their base, their core, try to continue to do it with draft picks, develop players. They hit it with Christian Brown this season, and I think that's the model. But I understand what Phoenix is doing. I understand what Ishbia is trying to do here. It's exciting. It's uh, again, it is against what you are going to see, I think, for the most part, teams try to put together. But there are always going to be big market teams who think, I'm going to use my assets to go, and whether it's a big free agent signing or a trade. But having picks, having assets allows you to go out and make big trades. But, again, having a top-heavy financial roster and just a couple players – is going to be a more difficult road to do. Uh, we operate under the assumption, at least I have been, that DeAndre Ayton is probably going to get moved. Am I wrong to operate under that assumption? And if not, um, what will the appetite be like for him as a player? Well, they've already scanned the market on DeAndre Ayton and gotten a sense that the return that they might want is not out there mm-hmm. right now. Now, sometimes that changes after the draft. Sometimes that changes after free agency where teams recalibrate and say, hey, something we thought we might be able to get done, we didn't. Is there something to revisit? Uh, If you were Phoenix and you could turn DeAndre Ayton's contract into maybe uh, a less expensive center, uh, another role player, maybe a draft pick, if that was a scenario, I'm sure you'll look at it. Mm -hmm. But they have to be prepared that he's back this year. And he's back without Chris Paul, who was an anchor for him on the court, also off the floor. Uh, is Chris Paul going to play in Washington, or do you think he'll end up getting bought out and go somewhere else? How is that situation going to play out? I think it's unlikely he ever plays in Washington. I wouldn't say it's impossible. He, right now, is being shopped around by Washington. Teams are calling them to see, is there a third team that they can add on to this Phoenix Wizards deal before they call it into the league Uh, Can they expand the deal to get Chris Paul to a contender? Could they get maybe a couple expiring contracts that match up with his $30 or so and a draft pick or draft consideration of some point, of some sort? I don't know if there's a team that's going to do that. Certainly the two L.A. teams would love to get him on a buyout if there's going to be a buyout later on. But right now the Wizards are in those conversations around the league. So before this becomes just a two-team deal. They're going to see if they can expand it to a three-team trade. Otherwise, they'll take on Chris Paul and they'll call this trade into the league here 
in the next maybe couple days. Okay. A couple of last ones before we let you go. And again, appreciate the time. It's Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN Senior NBA Insider, joining us. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Damian Lillard, what's the latest? The latest is that he wants to be in Portland. He says he wants to be there. That And this organization is trying to find if there's a trade at number three or at number 23, re-signing Jeremy Grant, the development of Shaden Sharp, you know, all of those additives to see how quickly they can put a team around him that would have a chance to contend. But what the Blazers can't do at number three is just settle for who the best available veteran player is out there, and we're going to trade out of a potential 19-year-old future all-star if it's going to be Scoot Henderson, if he's there at three, uh, you don't have that margin of error in a market like Portland to, to do 60 cents on the dollar. Mm. So I think they're going to continue to look, see who becomes available. Things sometimes get more serious as we get closer to the draft. Guys become available in a real way who haven't been available. But, uh, listen, Damian Lillard will have to make a choice at some point. If he wants to ask out, then he'll do that. But he's not done that. And this organization's operating as though he isn't doing that. And they're going to continue to try to balance getting value with these young players versus is there a big fish they can go out and turn these assets into? Well, one guy that we've heard about, the Pelicans reportedly wanting to get into the top three of the draft, uh, and Zion Williamson kind of all ties together. Does Zion get moved this week? I would be very surprised if Zion Williamson is traded I'm not sure Zion Williamson gets you into the top three of this draft. Really? That's where his value is at the moment. He played 29 games last season. And so if you're a team and you're looking at New Orleans, and hypothetically they're offering it, they know him better than you. They're telling you we don't think he's going to stay healthy. We don't think um, he's going to keep himself in great shape. That's what they would be saying by moving out from him. Mm-hmm. Then why are you trading that lottery pick? They know him better than you. Now, that's hypothetical. I don't know that they've offered him to any of those teams. Mm-hmm. My sense is Zion Williamson, uh, Brandon Ingram will be back, will be the anchors of this New Orleans team this season. New Orleans has a lot of future assets. So if they want to get up from 14, they can use those picks. It may not get them, it won't get them in the top three. But if there's somebody they're targeting uh, higher than 14, they have the picks to be able to move up some. All right, last two. Where do the Sixers go this offseason? Is it James Harden right now and that's it? Yeah, I think the focus is on getting James Harden back. Uh, certainly there's going to be a conversation with the Houston Rockets. Uh, in the end, it may just be a leverage play by Harden to get the most he can out of the Sixers. But I think his interest is and has been very sincere in Houston. And then what does Houston want to do? How much money do they want to commit? I think they're going to have with with Ime Udoka, they're going to have the ability to be aggressive and uh, be able to get out in free agency and get some, some good veterans. How much would they want to tie, in, tie up in James Harden? I think those things are all being calibrated now. All right, last one is the Knicks. Are they going to be able to significantly improve themselves here, or is it just continue to wait on the next superstar that could become available? It may be waiting on the next star, but the Knicks are in as good a position as anybody in the league for a real A-level star to make himself available that I want out of somewhere. Maybe it's not this summer. Maybe it's at the trade deadline. Maybe it's next summer. But they have the ability to wait. And I know Knicks fans don't want to hear that, but they don't have to take a B-plus guy right now. The 
A, the A-level guys, they always become available. They will be. And I think the Knicks are in position uh, to have the assets and have the willingness of a player to want to come play here, join up with Jalen Brunson, join up with the core that they've established. I think the Knicks are in really good position going forward. How many cell phone batteries do you have? The side cell phone batteries do you have besides the one you got on it? Because Two. I can't imagine, like, yeah. how many phones do you have at this point? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have two. I only have one that's ever turned out. So. <laughs> All right, Woj. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Chris. For stopping appreciate in. You. Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, senior NBA insider. He's going to be as busy as they get over the next few weeks, to be sure, as if he's not busy all the time, but we appreciate it. It's Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District, Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Up next, the biggest loser in this Suns Wizard deal not the person you're thinking of or the team for that matter. Greeny, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Adrian Wojnarowski reports that Bradley Beal will be traded to the Phoenix Suns. A player who's going to be making 50, 53, 57 million dollars in the last three years of his deal. That combined led them to Phoenix. And I'll tell you what, there's nobody happier right now and just trying to stick it to me more than Mark Morales, who we had the conversation with last hour about him being a Knicks fan, about the Knicks, you know, once again... Uh, left out in the cold without getting the, the player that they want. And then Woj comes on and says this. The Knicks are in as good a position as anybody in the league. Oh, Morales. He was loving it off the air, weren't you? Oh, yeah. he was yeah, Stick it to the fat man, Woj. Give it to him. <laughs> he was basically saying what I was saying. I just didn't have the glasses or the nice blue blazer. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a stretch to go. He was saying exactly what you were saying. I get what thing. you were saying. He just left out the crockpot analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's like a nice stew all coming together. Yeah, Mark painted a more colorful picture than Woj did. Mark just doesn't have the same sources, but it was the same information. It's the same, but yes, the same information, but 
Mark was doing it under those blue and orange colored glasses yeah. that he says he isn't wearing, but that's only because they're contact lenses. But at the same time, you listen to Woj. We know where Woj is coming from with this. It, the Knicks are in an excellent position. They have the assets. They have the room to go get people. But, for instance, why, were, why was Beal's name coming up and then it's, it's not? Why was that the case? Because I, I know for a fact that they were absolutely looking in on Beal for quite some time. They were absolutely checking that situation out. So, yes, the next big star that becomes available, Mark, you can cobble together all the draft picks. You can not be afraid to ship away R.J. Barrett and not be afraid to ship away Quentin Grimes and Emmanuel quickly because, God forbid, we, we trade away any players that are actually any good to somebody else and not be a homegrown guy and, and we go get that superstar. Okay. I mean, Mark, who is the guy right now? If I could, if, if your world was perfect. So if my world was perfect, I'm going after Zion. Um, obviously, that means you have to move on from Julius yeah. Randle, which I'm not, you know, I, I like Randle. I think if he accepts being the three on the Knicks and you bring in a really good player to pair with Jalen Brunson, I think that could work really good as well. But, you know, that would also include trading RJ, which I'm okay with. But if in a perfect world right now, if he's available, I'm going after Zion. Him and well, Here's what Woj just told you, though, too. It doesn't, he doesn't believe they're going to trade him because, I mean, we asked him directly about the idea of getting into the top three. Zion Williamson doesn't get you into the top three right now. How about that? Cam, that was a little nugget right there. Yeah, he, he dropped that and then just moved right on, and you yeah, were like, wait a second. I don't think Zion <laughs> Williamson's getting you into the top three. Yeah. What was the other one we were talking about during the break? He gave you a couple of things right there. To pay attention to. He said that Aiton probably doesn't have quite the market uh, that the Suns might have thought he did. So yeah. it might be harder to get off that contract than they might have anticipated. And, and you did take away from him. This is this is absolutely all Matt Ishbia trying to make this happen. Yeah, and I, Ma- listen, I get it from that standpoint, Cam. I get you being an, a brand new owner, walking in the door. This place hasn't won a championship. Here I am, world. I'm going to make it happen. Phoenix, I'm your boy. And... You're taking a, you are you're not rolling the dice. You are taking a big time shot at this, and I just have a feeling this is not going to go well. You're walking in the door. You're 43 years old. Uh, you got billions, as you said earlier. Like to me, I was talking about him like I talk about you as a 25 year old. Yeah, like he's look at this young. kid coming out of nowhere, <laughs> thinking he can just go and make a championship happen. He's not that young, but if you watched him in the uh, you know scuffle with Jokic, he's been about around the block a little bit. Like he knows, he That's knows because what he's, he's doing. diving for loose balls in Tom Izzo's practices back yeah. in the day. Well, now he's diving for you know loose players that are coming off their contracts. He's uh, he's just doing the same thing in the uh, front office that he was doing on the floor. It's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. This whole Phoenix thing to me is a mistake because I don't think that you can rely on the super team model to get championships anymore. I think it worked in one really specific place with the Miami Heat, and that's because you had the second greatest player of all time involved in that situation along with Dwayne Wade. And I understand that Kevin Durant joining the Golden State Warriors made them a super team, but the Warriors had already won a championship without Durant, and they were going to win a couple of more. 
So I don't buy that super teams actually work. Not if you've looked at the NBA over the last few years. So that's the question today to you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Do super teams actually work? There was one really big loser, I thought, in the deal yesterday. And that was the Philadelphia 76ers. Bradley Beal would have been a terrific spot, a terrific player for the Sixers to land. Playing with Joel Embiid, I think that would have been dynamic. And if Beal had wanted to go to Philadelphia, you would have likely gotten out from under the Tobias Harris contract for this year because it's an expiring deal after this season. So it has some value there for the Wizards. Maybe they could trade it midseason and get draft picks for it. If you're the Sixers, the opportunity to get that kind of a player for that little and they had been tied together uh, with potentially going after him for quite some time, man, Beal would have been a much, much better way to go than James Harden. So now you are relying on trying to bring him back. He's reportedly torn about whether to go to Houston or whether to go back to Philadelphia. So now he becomes your best option, and you have to bring him back, and that's not a good place to be. There were the rumors that they were going to get involved in Fred Van Vliet. Another player I think would be great for the Sixers. And then within the last couple of days, it seems to have cooled that they're going to chase after Fred Van Vliet. It seems to be all about Harden. To me, the Beal thing, man. Beal with Embiid, and if you're, even if they're only playing 55, 60 games, they're getting themselves positioned for the postseason – that could have been something that would have given the Sixers a chance at winning a championship. Right now, though, if you are bringing back James Harden, Joel Embiid's not winning a title in Philadelphia. It's not happening. You right now are at a, at a position with the 15, one five different injuries that Embiid has had in his career. Some, you know, to the same... Uh, area, whether it's the same knee, same leg, all of it. He's had 15 different injuries in his career in the NBA. And we think that somehow that's going to get better as he gets older at 29 years old. It's not. So if you're going to ride with Harden, who also is older, who Doc Rivers told you last week, basically can't get to the rim nearly as effectively anymore, can't do what he needs to do like he used to be able to do to be that same James Harden anymore, what are we doing? Cam, as a Sixers fan right now, when you hear Woj say the plan is James Harden, your reaction? Yeah, you're just ripping Mark and I's teams to shreds today. That's not on purpose. No, no, you two no are handling mercy. it well by yourselves yeah. with the way your teams are operating. Yeah, I told you in the break, I think that their big move this offseason, they recognize they probably don't have the assets to get Lillard. Beal maybe didn't want to go there as much as we thought. Still could be in on Fred Van Vliet, but I think Harden is their, their priority. I think their big move was moving on to a new head coach. And I don't know if that's going to work, but I think that was the overhaul that they're making this offseason rather than getting a superstar they're getting a championship winning head coach obviously doc has had championship experience but more recently blows playoff leads like anyone's business nick nurse i think that they think will be a more stable presence there and be able to get more out of 
Embiid, Harden, and even Maxi. once you get to that playoff level than Doc was. So I think that's their big move this offseason, and I think they'll look to fill out the bench even more if they're able to lock up Harden. Well, you better hope so because – I don't I, think it's going to work, but I, – I, I think I, Nick I, Nurse is a terrific coach. He is. I, I think it was the perfect spot uh, for them to land. It, to get Nick Nurse, I think it couldn't be better for the Sixers. Yeah. Uh, the point is just that, though. Are they going to have enough for him to work with and I am not convinced of it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Carlin in for Greeny. My friends, starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The dumbest thing I have ever heard said on Father's Day. That's next. You'll hear it. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny, the podcast. Super teams even viable. Do they lead to championships? No. No, 888-SAY-ESPN. Lines are open. We hear from you in just moments. Carlin in for Greeny on this Juneteenth, our national holiday to commemorate the end of slavery. You know, I I think of yesterday, and I just want to say this to all the fathers out there. I hope you had a wonderful day. I really appreciate you doing it so I didn't have to because I am enjoying my life as not having kids. And it's nothing against having kids. But Cam, like... The only bad thing yesterday for me is that the golf courses are absolutely jammed. But other than that, like, I have to tell you, not being a father for an incredibly lazy man, it was such the right life choice. It's a perfect fit. It really is. I slept It would have in. been like Bradley Beal on the Knicks, a perfect fit. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if it would have been it's the perfect crockpot coming yeah. together where I don't have to rush to anything. Yeah, no but, rush, Carlin. No rush. There was no rush for me out of bed this weekend. Eight o'clock. Maybe I'll get up. 
eh, maybe I'll sleep in some more. You don't have to. Cam, as a 25-year-old man, pay attention here. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's okay. That's the life to live right there. Yeah, and don't ever do things. I'm not, I'm not telling you not to have kids. Especially what it sounds if it like. Is, it, it, well, I, all I'm saying is this. If there's any question, make sure you know what you're doing. <laughs> make sure that everybody's on the same page with everything. For not being a father, you're giving some pretty good fatherly advice right I, now. <laughs> I, I feel like this is as close as I'm ever going to be yeah. to being a father. And that's, listen, I, I appreciate all the dads out there. Um, I appreciate my own father who passed away when I was 15. But, you know, we had a, 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 a lot of fun together the last couple of years of, of his life. Uh, but uh, unexpectedly, he passed away then. But I, I appreciate everything that you do. And I just want to thank you again for doing it. So I don't have to. And just know that your sacrifices, I am taking advantage of all the comfort time that I have. I'd like to point out, it's very funny. I know what you mean when you say, thanks for doing it when I don't have to. So I don't have to. Yeah, Yeah. so you don't have to. But the scenario you're painting is that if some random kid's father wouldn't take care of him, that you'd somehow now (laughs) be her responsibility. Well, I'm not a heartless bastard for Pete's sake. Of course I would. There's plenty of children that could use, uh, you know. Yes, I understand that. But I... Here's I just thing, love Cam. the notion that this responsibility would somehow fall to you if someone was not stepping up as a well, father. Well, I am a godfather to several children, and I go. am legal guardian for, you know, if anything should happen uh, to, you know, kids that uh, are friends of our family and, and members of our family as well. But So you're a backup know, dad. Uh, it, well, I'm, I'm very comfortable in the Uncle Chris role, and I always have been. I think it suits you. I will play with the kids. And I will walk away at the end of the day. <laughs> and I will do so with no, no problems with my conscience whatsoever. You just, here's the thing. You just have to know yourself. And I know just how incredibly lazy I am. And you know who that's not fair to, Cam? The kid. That's it, who that's not fair it's to. It's really a selfless decision of you. I, I, once again, you have crystallized my thoughts. <laughs> uh Speaking of which, I don't know that I heard a dumber, dumber comment ever on Father's Day, except for the one that I just maybe made, uh, than this from Jordan Love. I'm sorry, what? what, what, what? I'm sorry, what, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? So Jordan Love went on Twitter yesterday to record a special message. We understand how Aaron Rodgers... Uh, said to the Bears fans, I'm your daddy back in the day, right? Well, Jordan Love, who uh, has taken a grand total of what? Eight snaps in the NFL, (laughs) had the following to say. Happy Father's Day to uh, all the Bears fans out there. Go Pat, go. Uh, There's two problems here, Jordan. Number one, you have taken... Eight snaps in the league, and I believe none against the Chicago Bears ever. And secondly, if you are trying to make the joke that you are the Bears' daddy, why are you wishing them a happy Father's Day? In this case, the Bears' fans would be wishing you a happy Father's Day. So, Cam, he completely screwed up the joke in the midst of all of this, which is perhaps the most offensive part of it. 
I think that's the real crime is not, not the fact that he suggested that he was responsible for the two decades of success that Aaron Rodgers had, but that he even like flipped the what he was trying to say. Yeah, I don't know. He I don't think he does he even have a does he have a win in the NFL? I think he as might. a starter. Does I think he, he have might one, have two? one, one or two. I remember him playing against the Chiefs a couple of years ago. I don't think he won that game, but I'd have to go back and look to tell you the truth. I don't know if there was a Week 17 where Rodgers didn't play or something like that. But I'd have to go back and look and see exactly how many wins he's got. He, but, he basically did the accidental Pedro. Yes. And called the Bears fans my daddy. <laughs> exactly. That's what you just did. And you, and you just proved why you shouldn't be saying anything like that when you haven't done anything in the league yet. I mean, what can I say? Just dip my heart and call the Yankees my daddy. <laughs> At least that was just a moment of self-realization for Pedro Martinez at the time. And time to confirm, uh, Jordan Love is 0-1 as a starter. Yeah, 0-1, <laughs> not one win. And that one start, I believe, was against the Chiefs last year. Not this past year, but the year before. Oh, my God. What are we doing? And then there's one other thing that's just brutal yesterday. Just brutal on Father's Day. Did you see what happened with the Bears? Char- with, the, with the Bears. With the Braves. Charlie Culberson of the Braves was supposed to have his dad throw out the first pitch on Father's Day. It's going to be a beautiful moment for father and son to share for all of the rest of their lives. And before the game, the Bears or the Braves DFA'd Charlie Culver's. <laughs> they basically cut him. They designated him for assignment. When your father is throwing out the first pitch, can you wait till Monday? I mean, who does that? They needed Chadwick Trump. <laughs> that badly that you have to ruin Father's Day like forever. Now you're forever scarred on Father's Day, right? Because dad's going to throw out the first pitch. Everybody's excited. It's an amazing moment. And the Braves cut him before first pitch. Wow. Wow. That is rough. You know what did happen? Mm. Michael Harris of the Braves did throw out the first pitch, and then he went five for five, and the Braves won fourteen to six. So, just <laughs> so to, the Braves made the just, right call. Just, yeah, exactly. But <laughs> just to rub salt in the wound, I don't think Charlie Culberson's dad was going five for five at the plate yesterday. Uh, no, I don't think Culberson was either. By that logic, I don't think he was either. Can a super team win a title in today's NBA? And are the Suns now the favorites out west? Eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Kyle is in Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona next on ESPN Radio. Kyle, what do you think, bud? Uh, well, first off, good for Ishbia. I think the fact that we have an owner that's actually spending money, huge positive. Um, and I do think super teams can work. However, you are coming at this the complete wrong way. What you're forgetting is this super team is now associated with the state of Arizona, and we can't have nice things. <laughs> so this is not going to go well. I'm an Arizona Wildcat fan. I went to college there. I get to see my team stumble in the Final Four every year. I'm a Cardinals fan. You know how that's going. Yeah. It's been 22 years since I've had a title of any sort, and it was baseball, which of the sports is not my favorite. So mm-hmm. I I want to be hopeful. Unfortunately, I think uh, – I don't know. I think you, you are trying to feed too many people with Booker, with Durant, with Beal, um, and I just don't know how we fill this roster out. The only thing that I can hope is that before – day one before the first game of the season, we can get away from uh, the guy that loves to call himself dominate and who doesn't dominate anything. 
Uh, I think he likes mangoes and weed too much. And because of all of that, I don't think we're going to be successful unless we get rid of him. Here's the thing, okay? You can put all of the talent together in one place and just assume that that's going to get it done. And I, I get the temptation from Matt Ishbia as a new owner to come in and put his stamp on this and just blow everybody away right out of the gate. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Look at the last 10 years. The, the, if you really look at the last 15 years, Celtics did it in 08 with Garnett and with Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. By the way, what happened when they moved those same pieces to Brooklyn? Yeah, that was a complete disaster and set back that organization six, seven years. Then you look at what happened in Golden State. Was it a super team with Kevin Durant? Of course it was. But would the Golden State Warriors have won those two championships that Durant won without him? I think there's a pretty good chance they would have. They had already won one the year before, and they won one after. So if you want to call that a super team, well, the other three pieces to that all came up through that organization and were developed that way. doesn't necessarily have to be homegrown, but it has to be having the right pieces that fit together. And that's what made Golden State so dominant. Great players, yes, but it's not just because they went out and threw all the talent together. That's not how the Toronto Raptors won a championship a few years ago. It's not how the Denver Nuggets won a championship this year. You can look at the last several years, five different champions. Would you sit there, even the Lakers in the bubble, would you call the Lakers a super team? You would not. You would not. It was AD, it was LeBron, and then there were a lot of good pieces around him. Blackwell is next on ESPN Radio. Blackwell, what's going on, bud? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm great. Um, happy uh, Juneteenth. Um, you as well. I'm listening to what you're saying, man. Um, but I can I can say that I don't think that's necessarily true. And if you gave me 60 seconds, I can explain it to you. Go. Because if you want to start, if you want to start with Boston, they had defense. It's defense is what wins championships. They're in Miami, but Miami wasn't constructed right. So you got to have a guy that can play off ball, and you got to have good defense. But, but Miami Cleveland. got to a title because they had a good team. They got to a a, a championship. Le- are you talking about Miami this year? Or are you talking about Miami with no, LeBron? No, Miami when they had when they had LeBron. Oh, when they okay. had When they had Chris Chris Bosh playing a four before from injuries. That, they didn't have enough good defense to, to win a championship. But the the point is about throwing all of the circle, talent together. You got to play. You got to have somebody can play off ball and still score, and you got to have somebody can play some defense to can defend the paint. If so your argument here, Blackwell, and thanks for the call, is that the Suns have too many guys that are similar with Durant, with Booker, and now with Beal, I think that's fair. Similar in terms of having to handle the ball. Jay, up next in Illinois on ESPN Radio. Jay, what do you got? Hey, happy Juneteenth. It's a good question, a very good question. I love um, how you are, um, how you, how, how you kind of unveiled it. But there's so many variables, and I think you kind of alluded to it. You have to look at the age of those have you, you put together uh, and their history in terms of injury prone. I'm not convinced that this is going to put – uh, Phoenix over the top, but I'm not convinced that it, it, it won't either. You look at the teams around them in the West with uh, Morant now out 25 games. 
and they were the second seed, so you got to move them down. You look at the Kings. The Kings were a nice story, but can they duplicate it? Most people think they'll be maybe four or five games uh, uh, less successful. And then the Suns were the fourth seed. And so I think it's so hard to tell with the Suns in particular. I think well, the first but the problem, Listen, yeah, I, I get what you're trying to say. The problem is the Suns have just gone and, and you're talented, you're a superstar, you're a star, you're a star. You're, here, go, go win a championship altogether. Even Vegas, it didn't. The numbers did not jump as much as I thought. The Suns went from plus 800 to plus 600 to win a title. I even thought that number might be a little bit bigger jump than it was. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.